Please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't know what to expect when you come to church these days. Got to keep everybody on their toes. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. Aren't they fantastic? Yeah. <laughs> I want to give them a hand, but anyway. Okay. First John chapter 5, we're going to start reading in verse uh, 14 and 15. This is what we're looking at at the moment. <coughs> the Apostle John writes and says, This is the confidence that we have in Him. I really love that the Apostle John has confidence in God. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I just think it's so important that we have confidence in God. Everything that comes to us comes by faith. And that is, that is confidence. Amen? It's another way of saying is this is the faith I have in God. But he says this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He says He hears us. Now, I want you to notice it has to be according to His will. Amen? And He says when, when we do that, He hears us. In verse 15, He says if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions uh, that we have asked of Him. Now, remember we looked at asking. They're both done in Jesus' name. Last time we looked at the things that Jesus said that he will do in his name. And I'm not going to go back over that uh, because we looked at it. And I want to really get on to what we wanted today because this is more uh, aimed at the text we're looking at. When the Apostle John <coughs> says that if we ask anything according to his will, the asking there is talking about petitions, things that we need in our life. Are you all with me? This is not going and lay hands on someone and seeing them heal, which is what we talked about last time. This is literally the things that we are asking God for. And so <clears throat> I want to go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, I want to look at verses 23 and 24, which is what I said we'll do today. And uh, this is Jesus, and he's uh, speaking here. He says, and in that day, now when he says in that day, see, up to that point, uh, <laughs> you missed it, cat. All right. <laughs> Um, up to that point, <coughs> everything, you know, Jesus was looking after all their needs. You know, they needed bread, he would multiply it. I mean, anything they needed, Jesus was there. Remember that? Okay, so he's going to say there's coming a day where I won't be with you. Remember, he's going to go to the cross. See, he'd given them something to, to you know, uh, I guess someone to go to when he wasn't there. And so that's why he says and in that day, he says, you will, ask, uh, you will ask me nothing. <clears throat> he says, most assuredly, I say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. So I want you to notice <clears throat> that he's saying that the responsibility of you being looked after is going to shift from me doing it directly to the Father doing it directly. See, that's one of the things we need to understand, that Jesus wasn't saying, you know, now if I was here, and this is what they were pining for. They probably thought, yeah, but when you're here, we're hungry, you give us the bread. Yeah. You know, now we have to believe and we got to look up in the, <laughs> okay, where is it going to fall from the sky, you know? It becomes something that you have to do by faith now. Uh, it's not something that, you know, you can just look and say, here, I, I need this. This is one of the things that happens as well a lot of times is that, you know, <clears throat> when somebody is being looked after, uh, this happened to me in my job. You know, when I left, um, I was working out there in the world for quite a while. <clears throat> and when I left, I had to live by faith. Do you know this is a faith life? Hello. Why do you, why do you say that? Well, you know, people give when they feel like it. You know? <laughs> Wouldn't it be bad if you went to work and you worked a week for a whole week and your boss said, I don't feel like paying you this week. 
yeah, yeah, you know, things are a bit tight, you know. <laughs> uh, we'll see next week if we can give you something. You know, I knew when I was working every week, I get a certain amount. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Unless I get fired, so you don't get fired, okay? But, you know, I just know I go, I work, I get paid. Yeah. End of story. That's what they were like then. You know, they did the work, Jesus paid them. It was the thing. So now suddenly Jesus is saying, the day's coming, you're going to look to me for it. I'm just, I just, you know, the disciples are going, you've got to be kidding me. And Jesus says, listen, he, okay. Uh, <laughs> It's interesting seeing back there. <laughs> Over here, I could see everything. Now, it's just like, you could be, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's saying, you might have to call numbers. Uh, he's, saying <laughs> he's saying that, listen, no longer will I be looking after you directly, but he said, you can, un you can rely on the Father to look after you the way I look after you. Can I say it that way? Okay? All right. And so he says here, in that day you will ask me nothing. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. I want you to see that he will give you. You know, we need to get to the place where we understand. I don't want to write a song about this, I think. Anyway, you know, <laughs> songs are coming now, okay? But, you know, we need to understand that it is a he will give you. It's not a he might give you. It's not a on a good week he'll give it to you. It means you ask and he will give you. See, this is the confidence that the Apostle John had. When he says this is the confidence we have in him, he wasn't just saying that as a, you know, like, a, oh, I have got confidence in the Lord. Okay, it wasn't like that. He just knew. You know, if, while you're going, well, I hope, he goes, what are you hoping for? <laughs> I know. Is there a problem here? You know, it's, it's kind of rude, you know. It, say, say Don, excuse me, Don, using it as an example. Say Don said, Roche, I'm just going to hold, okay. He would say pasta, it'd be nice, all right. But if he, we were just mates, okay. He's going, Roche, don't worry about it. I, I know you need 20 bucks by Friday. You'll get it. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get it to you. You know, it's really insulting if I said to him, well, I hope so. You know, he said, well, I'll come over right now and give you something. No, <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't do that. But, you know, that is insulting. If he said he was going to do it and I'm going, I hope so, that is insulting. That means I don't believe him. You know, we wonder why we don't receive things from God. The Bible says, and Jesus said, whatever you ask, believe that you receive and you have it. And we go, I hope so. You know, we just call Jesus a liar. Seriously. You might say, well, brother. No, 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 wait. You, you see, this is the problem that we're having at the moment in the body of Christ. That we are, you know, and I'll put my hand up too, okay? I'm not, uh, you know, immune to any of this stuff. We get to places sometimes we kind of forget that God is God. <laughs> you know? That's why he, the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. Because we're running around worrying. And he says, just be still. No. That I am God. Do you understand? Not hope that I am God. He says, no, I am God. I'll look after everything. Are you all with me? Amen? So anyway, getting back to this. So again, he says, I'm going to go back to John 16, uh, 23, then go to verse 24. So that's why he says again, in, says again, in that day, you know, the day when he's not going to be with them, he says, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, and this is going to be a thing from then on. He says, he will give you, verse 24. He says, until now you have asked nothing in my name. See, the reason they haven't asked anything in his name is because he's there. Why bother? <laughs> okay? But he says, until now, you haven't done this yet. This is something new to you. 
He says, until now, you haven't asked anything in my name. He says now, ask, ask, and you will receive. Now watch, this is very important. He says that your joy may be full. Wow. Does that sound like a need? Or does it fall more into the category of want and desire? More like a want and desire, eh? You know, need is like, oh, I need food to eat. We'll look at that in just a minute. Want and desire is, woo, I really like that. <laughs> My joy is full. I'm joyful. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. And when you get something, you know, you just, you, your hopes and your dreams, when they come true, that's when your joy is full. Notice it wasn't just a little bit of joy. Do you all see that? It's a joy that is full. A full joy is a, a person dancing around the room. <laughs> okay? Well, we saw some of that yesterday. We were, we were joying out in here a little bit. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amen. All right. So the reason, the reason that Jesus says, whatever you ask, you'll receive. Okay. <laughs> uh, is brought out in Matthew chapter 6. Now, we know these verses, but I want to go back to them in light of what we're teaching right now. Matthew chapter 6. I want to look at verses 31 through 33. You know, sometimes I really want to go find some other scriptures, and God says, why? And I say, because, you know, something else, man. <laughs> okay? But he says, you haven't exhausted these yet. Do you know the word of God is just inexhaustible? <laughs> okay? Uh, let's go back to this. In Matthew 6.31 again, he says, therefore, do not worry. I, wouldn't, I just want to stop there. Because we go right past it. I would want to stop at the do not worry. He says, therefore, do not worry. He starts out by saying, don't worry i think one of the biggest problems and 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 it's almost like a disease in society right now is everybody's worrying about everything i'm serious man i mean you get up and you worry you go to bed worrying you know and i'm not talking about you but people you can just see people just constantly in this state of worry and you know it's one thing for the world to worry i get that they don't have god they need to worry <laughs> okay because it's a devil hiding in the bushes waiting to jump out and bite their head off and, you know, you know, Murphy's Law is working for them. If it can go wrong, it will. Amen. You know, you better get insurance. Anyway, so the, <laughs> that's the thing, man. With the world, you, it's just like the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and you're in big trouble. You better insure it all. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> that's only the Bible. I'm just saying, okay? But hey, that works too, doesn't it? Anyway, so <laughs> I'm looking for words for my songs. Anyway, uh, <laughs> You know, I think we need to sing some of this stuff, you know, because we don't get it till we sing it sometimes. <laughs> anyway, but that's, you know, that's something that we need to realize that in, in as much as people around us are worrying and we kind of almost feel irresponsible for not worrying, I want you to remember Jesus said, don't worry. Now, he didn't say be irresponsible. <laughs> I know people that took this scripture and they said, well, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to worry about anything. Hey, you're going to starve. Okay, that's being irresponsible. You're lazy. Proverbs has something to say about you. Look at the end. You lazy person. <laughs> okay. And so he never wants us to be lazy. But see, there's a difference between being responsible, between doing all the right things and not worrying while you're doing it. Do you know you work better when you don't worry? Now, you, you, might, you might be one of those people that say, well, brother, I'm one of those people that unless it's the day before the exam, I don't study. Change, dude, change. <laughs> okay? Don't do that. <laughs> okay? Don't let adrenaline be the only thing that motivates you. you know, okay? Now, understand, some people, that's the way they live. And, you know, if that's the way you live, that's the way you live. But I'm just saying there's a better way. 
Amen? And, and it, uh, it, it, you know what? In the, in the time that you work with God in peace, you get a lot more done than when you're trying to, you know, I always say, don't try to build your house in the storm, you know, when everything is going wrong and then you're trying to do something. Are you all with me? Amen? You know, we need, we need to find that place in God where we are with God and we're allowing him to talk to us and, and, and experience the joy of getting something that goes beyond you. And you think, wow, God, I never saw it like that before. You're with me, amen, rather than, oh, thank God I got it done. Well, there's getting it done and then there's getting it done in style. That's what you want, amen? <laughs> okay, all right. Ooh. All right. <laughs> That just got all over me. Okay, getting back to this. He says, therefore, <laughs> he says, do not worry. Watch now. One of the things that you do when you worry is you say. Did you see that? We start to tell everybody what we're worrying about. Saying, what shall we eat? Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> you know, sorry about that. Okay. You know, we just go around and we're just complaining about everything. And it's just like, are you believing God? Yes, yes, I prayed yesterday. But you know, today I'm not having, you know. So we have this duality that's going on constantly. I use that, ex I, I use that accent just to bring my little guys to life. Okay. So, you know, we have this thing on one hand. And your Sri Lankans are great at worrying. You know, on one hand, we kind of like... Uh, hallelujah! And the other side is like, oh, no, 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 no. you know? <laughs> and oh, pastor is coming. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. You are believing, I'm believing. Oh, again. <laughs> and it's all, you know, and then it's all fake. And you get in the car and go, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm telling you once, I'm telling you a hundred times. <laughs> anyway, okay. it's a spirit of joy, family. <laughs> but this is what the, Jesus is saying don't worry. He's saying, don't worry, because whenever you start worrying, your mouth opens up and it starts coming out. And when you say stuff, you establish things in your life. You know, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Death and life, this is our Proverbs 18.21, says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. See what's happening here? When you, when you worry, you actually begin to speak that into your life. And then it begins to establish itself in your life. Because instead of you establishing God and His uh, provision in your life, in saying, you know what, whatever the need is, God will look after this. And Lord, if I need to do something, now see, you need to pray this as well. This is something the Word of Faith did not teach us to do. And that is, you know, if you are missing something, you know, we need to go to God and say, God, if I'm missing something, please let me know. If I've missed something, you know, if, if there's something that, you know, you've told me to do and I didn't do it, then we are champions at that, aren't we? You know, God tells us something and say, oh, yeah, yeah, tomorrow, God, I'll get to it tomorrow. You know, and then tomorrow never comes. Have you heard that song? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a song. Okay. <laughs> it, you know, by the time tomorrow comes, you forget. You know what I'm trying to say? And then suddenly, you're, you're going, God, where's the provision? And, you're, and the Lord is saying, well, you didn't do the thing I asked you to do. I'm still waiting on that. See, if you did that, that's where the provision was. You're with me? So we miss, you know, we miss the importance of doing the thing that God tells us to do because right there in not just doing the thing but being in that place, something is going to happen. See, we always try to figure out, well, me going there, how is that going to help? You don't know. That's the problem. You're not God. You can't see. You're like a rat in a maze. You, all you can see are the walls around you. God sitting over it and going, I see exactly where you need to go. And, you know, have you noticed when you're playing those little mazes, sometimes, you know, in order to get to the place you want to get to, you have to go away from it because that's where the path is. Are you all with me? If you just keep heading towards it, you run into walls and then suddenly, you're, you know, you have nowhere else to go. So sometimes 
things look contrary to you know what you think should be happening when in fact you are actually heading in the right direction and every step that you take is one step less towards you know you still have to follow that same route to get there if you want to get out do you understand so you taking five steps this way while you're looking at the other person going, ha they're taking ten steps that way. Guess what? They got ten steps closer to where they need to get to. You've just, you've just added five steps or ten now because you've got to come back to your journey in trying to do it your way. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, anyway, let's get back to this. He says again, do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? These are very basic things. Can you, can, you know, this is not what shall we drive? <laughs> what yacht shall we buy? Mm. <laughs> what vacation shall we go on? These are none of those things. This is, we need something to eat, we need something to drink, we need something to wear. I think those are pretty much basics, okay? And he says, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, I want you to notice, he brings in Gentiles. These are not us Gentiles. These are godless Gentiles, Okay, and I want you to understand that you know one of the things when he says these are the things that the Gentiles seek, it means that they're worrying about it. Do y'all get it? When he says you don't worry, he's saying they are, but you don't. Okay, he says that for after these things the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father. Notice he say, he doesn't say for God knows these things. <laughs> okay, he says your heavenly Father. I think that is very significant that he says Daddy, your heavenly Father knows. You know, Jesus is very, he's a master at crafting out his sentences and giving you something that is so full of insight and revelation that if you just feed on this, you'll begin to understand that Jesus is saying, do you get it? You're his child. Your heavenly father means you're his child. You can't say father and not be the child. Hello. <laughs> okay? He's, when he says your heavenly father, he's, he's bringing a duality into it in saying, when, I, when he says heavenly father, he's saying, do you understand that you are his child? He will look after you as his own. And so he says your heavenly father knows, excuse me, yeah, knows that you need all of these things. Notice, you don't have to tell him that you need them. I want you to notice something. He says your heavenly father knows you need these things. You don't have to go and tell him, now Lord, I need to eat today. God goes, Really? <laughs> as if amen all right so again he says that you you, you know that you don't need to ever tell your father about these things verse 33 he says now this is how you this is how you receive it all he says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness his right way of doing things and all these things your heavenly father that the things that your heavenly father knows that you have need of will be added to you now we need to be careful that we don't take this and apply it to our wants and desires because that's where it goes wrong. Some people look at this and go, well, I'm doing all the right things, but I'm not getting into my wants and desires. There is another scripture for that. If you do all the right things, what Jesus is saying is everything that you need will be looked after. You do the right thing, you will never have to ask God to feed you, to clothe you, to all of those things. He'll just look after it. Are you all with me? However, remember we're meant to live by faith, not by sight. The just, it says, shall live by faith. Now, if your heavenly father knows all of this, he's going to keep giving to you without you having to exercise your faith, so to speak, then when do you need the faith? Why? What does it mean that the just shall live by faith? It seems contradictory. It isn't. It's when you start stepping out and start doing things other than just eating and drinking and wearing clothes, <laughs> okay? When you step out and start being active for the kingdom, you need to start praying. You need to start exercising your faith. Do you know what this tells us? Listen, this tells us that when you first get saved, 
we know that you all don't have much faith. <laughs> okay? That God will look after it. Your basics are taken care of. You know, it's just like you come in and they say, welcome to the kingdom. Okay, so here are the list of your basics. They will be taken care of. You don't have to come to the shop every week. It will be dropped off at your door. Hello. Okay, however, if you want to do anything more, if you want to become active in the kingdom, if you want to start doing things, well, then you have to live by faith. You need to do some things. You need to come to the office. You need to have a meeting with the Lord. He needs to give you an assignment, and then he needs to equip you. And those are all the faith things. Do you understand? So you can just live at home and do nothing and get fed and die a bit of a pointless life. You know. <laughs> I got saved. I'm in the kingdom, but that's all. Okay, all right. Who was that? I don't know. After they got saved, they locked themselves in the room, and that was the end of it. Okay, you know, we don't want to be that way. Amen? Oh, well, I pray that we don't. <laughs> all right. So this, uh, you know, the reason I'm bringing this out is because I don't want you to get this mixed up. I don't want you to sort of think, oh, I've got to do all this work to eat. No, no, you don't. You're eating, you're drinking, you're wearing clothes. The things that are basic to you are taken care of. So, sigh of relief, okay? We're good in that area. However, we want to do more. We want to be more. We want to be, a, you know, we want to be generals in God's army, you know? Well, don't, it was one person does. Okay. Well, no, by faith, all of you do. Amen. Okay. All right. We want to get home and say, God, we did this. We fought the good fight. Remember it says, fight the good fight of faith? Obviously, there's a fight. Yeah, you can lock yourself up in your room and no fight, but, <laughs> you know, we need help out here. <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> we got another recruit. Where are they? Locked in their room. Okay, then. That was a bit of a waste. Do you know what I'm trying to say? We don't want that. Hallelujah. Do you know that once you come in, you know, Ephesians says that you are his workmanship. Ephesians 2.10, I believe, says that for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which means as soon as you come in the kingdom, as much as God says, okay, all of your basic needs are met, I have a plan for your life. Welcome in. Now, this is what you were meant to do. As much as you thought you didn't have any purpose in your life, this was your purpose. And can I just say, it's jaw-dropping. Yeah. You'll go, you got to be, <laughs> I think that's the wrong roast. Is that another one? You know, just <laughs> no, no, this is for you. Amen, <laughs> okay? This is for you. Now, you say, but God, that's impossible. Without me, it is. But with me, it isn't. You all with me? See, we're never meant to do things without God. That's, that's what the faith thing is. God says, I can get there and fix things and get things done before you ever get there. I just need you to get there when I tell you to get there. Don't ask, but God, when I get there, what am I going to find? Everything's set up for you, provided you here. Amen? Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, back to verse 11. We're in Matthew 6. Let's go back to verse 11, because I want to show you something here. This is when Jesus uh, prayed. And the reason he's saying all of this is because, remember in his prayer, when they said, you know, teach us to pray, and he said, okay, our Father who art in heaven, you know all that stuff? And at one point in, in verse 11, he says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. See, we, th the reason that we say that it's not, it's not about us having to beg God. Notice it is our daily bread. Do you know there is bread that has your name on it? Amen. Amen. And what, what we're doing in doing this, and God is not slow to give it to us, it reminds us, it is a way of, that we keep remembering that we have daily bread. We have everything that we need for the day. 
We never go out thinking, God, I'm hungry, or I don't, I don't have need, you know, I have need of this. He's saying, I've got all your daily bread. Whatever you have need of, it's got your name on it. It's coming to you. You need to know to receive it. Amen. Are you with me? Okay. So I've said, I've said here, thank you. I've said it, it is what God had already planned uh, uh, to have added to us. That is our daily bread. And why David would say, it is in Psalm 37 verse 25. <clears throat> he says, I have been young. This is Psalm 37 25. He says, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen, I have not seen the righteous forsaken. The word actually means abandoned nor his seed or descendants begging bread. Did you see that? Okay, listen, he said, look, I've been young, I've been old. He said, throughout my entire life, I have never seen the righteous. Now, when we talk about the righteous, we're not talking about a perfect person because there wasn't one and neither was he. Hello. You know, this is the dude that indirectly murdered, you know, and then <laughs> made funnies with the wife. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, Bathsheba. You all know the story? Okay, anyway. I don't want to go there today. All right. <laughs> so, but I want you to notice that for him to write this, for him to say, I have been young, I have been old, and all through my life, all the things I did wrong, I have never seen one of God's kids. And remember, there were servants back then, not even his kids. Amen. The behold, what manner of love is this? It's only in the New Testament. It's not in the old. But I want you to notice, even back then, as just slaves of God, he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. It was always there. Family, I want you to get, if anything, you know, this isn't about teaching you stuff. This is about encouraging you. I am here. This, that's, that's why I said I'm going to take some time with this, because I want to encourage you. I want you to understand. I need you to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. I need you to understand that God, I, my, my job here is to tell you that God is a good God. God wants to look after you. God will look after you. Step out. Do the things you need. You know, I, I've asked God so many times. I said, God, why can't I just step out? He said, no, you're the priest. Don't step out. You know, because I said, oh, I could go out there. And, you know, I've been out there. I can get out there. I can make some money. A lot of money. Okay. And I just said, just, just let me go. He said, no, you belong here. He said, your job is to teach them to get out there and do these things. And their job is to, to bring their, their, their tithes and offerings into the house of the Lord. They need to understand that what you're giving them is what is allowing them to prosper so that that comes back to God. Now, not all of it, obviously. Yeah. You know, God says, you have the 90. You, you, you just be happy with the 90 and the 90 will grow. Yeah. See, that's the thing. You know, the 90 doesn't stay the same. You give the Lord what he, you know, what, what's due to him and the 90 continues to increase. Hallelujah. I still remember the guy that said, you know, <clears throat> he, was, he was tithing like your mentor and everything, you know, and then God just started to grow him and grow him and grow him. I've told you this story before, but I think it's worth mentioning here. Because this is how, you know, this is the life that we live. This is the way things are meant to happen in your life. And, you know, he was doing all the right things and God just increased and he got to the place where his tithe was a million dollars. You all understand that he was making 10 million at a certain point. And so he said, you know, <laughs> he called the preacher and said, you know, it's a bit hard to tithe on, a, you know, to tithe on 10 million. He said, that's not a problem. I'll come over there and pray right now that it all goes back to where it was. <laughs> so all your, all your tithing is a thousand bucks. That's not a problem. He goes, no, no, preacher. I get it. I get it. 
listen, man, do you want, you know, do you want, to, do you want the 9,000 or the 9, you know, 100,000? It's up to you. Or 9 million, you know what I'm trying to say? It's up to you which nine you want. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And you just get, and you, you know, after a while, you, know, you can only live on so much. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? You can invest and invest and invest and, you know, you become like the rich man. You die and who's going to get it after that? You can't take it with you. <laughs> one, one person tried. So one person, I'm going to give you a story here. So, so this guy said, you know, I have worked hard for this. I'm taking this with me. It was a bag of gold. You know what I mean? And he says, he's just said, I'm taking this with me. He says, you know, man, you can't, you know, you can't take it. He goes, no, no, I'm going to be the exception. I'm going to get this in with me. He goes, fine, go for it. You know, so anyway, this is a story you understand. And so anyway, he, he grabs his little thing. So he dies, okay? And so somehow, somehow, okay, he, he's able to take this with him into heaven. And he's so excited because he's the only one that got in with it. <laughs> Everybody else had to leave it all behind. But he got in his little bag of gold and he's getting in there. He's dancing and somebody said, whoa, you look happy. He goes, yeah, I'm so happy. He goes, why are you so happy? I brought it with me. He goes, yeah, what is it? He, and he opens his bag and he looks in and he goes, oh, you have some of the pavement in that bag. <laughs> Do you know that they walk on streets of gold? They walk on the stuff. And the guy's going, I don't know what the problem with this guy is. He's happy about pavement. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how things are. Do you understand? Amen. Anyway, back to this. There's a story for you. Five. Five. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Got to stop telling stories. All right. Back to this. <laughs> so I want you to understand. See, when it comes to your needs, David tells us in no uncertain terms that he has never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread, which means him and his seed. Do you understand his seed means he's up to his children? You know, we, we, we are concerned about our kids so much of the time, and we're thinking, God, if something happens to us, how, are they going to be okay? That's why he says, nor his seed begging bread. The last thing you ever want to worry about is that when you're gone, that your kids won't be able to look after themselves, and God says, because of you, I will look after them. Hallelujah. Isn't that fantastic? Praise God. Okay, however, when it comes to your personal wants and desires, I have five minutes. All right? <laughs> Notice that Jesus says in John 16 that you actually have to ask the Father in Jesus' name. So this is something you need to do now. And why he says again, let me reread that. He says, in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So that's the way it works and that's the assurance you have. Jesus himself said he will give it to you. So, you know, if you're praying and you say, if a doubt comes, you need to say, no. Jesus said, Lord, you said, if I do this, I will receive. That's how you work. That, that's where the devil can't then play games with you. You just say, shut up. Jesus said this and he's not a liar. You are, he is not. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, and verse 24 again, he says, watch this. He says, until now you asked nothing in my name. He says, ask, you will receive that your joy may be full. You know, it is God's desire for you to be so joyful that you're dancing through life, basically. No, don't be silly, okay? But you know, in the inside, when everybody's kind of low and kind of mm, dragging their face, do you understand? You need to be so happy, and, and it almost needs to be illegal for you to be that happy. You know what I'm trying to say? It's just like, okay, what are you on? <laughs> Sister Banda, you've been laughing all this time. Are you smoking something there? Let me see. No, okay. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> I saw it in the movie. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, okay, right. 
Uh, he goes, what kind of movies are you watching? <laughs> you got a copy? No. <laughs> no anyway, <laughs> I got to edit all this out. Okay, so <laughs> back to this. <laughs> Listen, your joy needs to be full. You need to be full of joy. Amen. You need to be in a place where you're happy, where, you know, you just, you, because you know, and it's not, a, it's not a baseless joy. It's a joy that you know God is looking after you. He's taking care of all your needs. And when it comes to wants and desires, you ask and he, you will have it. And again, remember that we ask according to his will. And that's the key. We, keep, we need to come back to that, that you need to be with God and you need to receive from God the things that he has for you. And let me tell you this, you know, if it's not the right time for you to have something, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. It means it's just not the right time. See, a lot of times we take that as, a, oh, we're never going to get it, and, you know, I'm going to go get it myself. I have, I, okay, I'm going to, to my shame, I'm going to put my hand up and say, all right, there was a time I, did, I used to do that. You know, I'd want something, still remember to this day, and I can give you so many examples, but this one really stands out. You know, I, was, I wanted something very particular, okay, it was a thing that I wanted to buy. Then I, I thought, oh, oh, no, we got the, we, I didn't ha exactly have enough money. Because that's the other thing. If it's God's will, it's God's will. You know, it was just like I didn't quite have enough. And I thought, God, come on, man. And I thought, you know, if I pull some money from here and then, you know how you do that? You do the thing, right? Yeah. Okay. And so I, my brain started working. I thought, I can get this. And I just felt in my spirit, God was saying, not yet. And I, was, and I took that for a no. See, I didn't know what I'm teaching you now. <coughs> and so I thought, oh, I, you know what? I really want it. I'm going to get it. Nobody's going to die. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like, I, so I pulled the money together and went and got it. Guess what? Three weeks later, something new came out for the same price. And it was so much better. And God said, now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. He said, well, you rushed out. I told you not yet. But no, no, you got to have it right now. Are you all with me? Wait doesn't mean never. Wait just means wait. Because you are going to be disappointed. Joe, Joe, understand that God doesn't need any of this stuff? Do you understand that God holding something back from you isn't making him happy? He wants to give you the best. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. And he said, everything that I do, I do because I see the Father doing it and saying it. So that's the Father speaking. God, the Father, wants to bless you abundantly. And if it is anything less than abundant, he's going, he's going to say, wait a second. He's kind of like, you know, he's seeing something coming. He goes, wait, 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 wait. And he goes, oh, come on. He goes, wait, and now. <laughs> you know, and you, and you go, wow, look at this. He goes, there, now it's there. Now you're going to be blessed the way I want you to be blessed. Amen? I have run out of time. Uh, let, me just, um, let, let me just finish here. I said this and we'll finish with this in John 15 7 I brought this out before he says if you abide in me and my word words abide in you you will ask what you desire I want you to notice it's desire you will ask what you desire if my watch again he says if you abide in me and my words abide in you won't ask anything outside of my will can I add that in please okay because his word is in you all right, you can ask whatever you will and watch what he says, you can, or whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. There is no ifs, no ands, no buts, it will be done. Amen? Let's stop there because I have run out of time. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. We'll pick it up next time. Praise God. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the assurances that you give us. We thank you, Father, that it is your desire to be